1: in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Miles Mikowski podcast. I am joined by someone who is gonna take ROB to the next level. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just I'm, I'm not even trying to bubble it too much though. I'm wow. just I'm just saying. I'm just that's saying. Big, big. Introduce yourself for the people. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys
2: and girls. My name is Amiko, that's E M I K O. I'm a singer-songwriter from West London. And as Miles said, I'm here <laughs> Here to take over. Now I'm
1: playing, but yeah i do oh, not know it. the energy level just bubbled up in it. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people right now, I've started playing your music from about November when I first met you. Yeah. Um, shout out Andor for sending the music. Shout out
2: to you for, for playing that man. I always see you plugging and supporting.
1: Look at it man, when the music's good, I'll play it. If, the music, if you sent you. me a tune that was a bit, uh, yeah. I'd have to be like, yo. And I, no, 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 I appreciate it. See that. this one here, you are have to put it on pause for a second, <laughs> but right, let's, talk, let's talk. So a lot of people right now would have heard a couple of the tunes I've played. Yeah. And there's only so far about two I played, well, Are You Down and Carefree? Mm-hmm. the only two we've played so far. I know you've got a few other tracks as yeah. well. But for the people out there who wanna learn the mindset of where you're coming from, mm-hmm. who are you? It sounds like I'm sticking on you, but who are you?
2: I am just a kid who grew up um, in West London who has always, always loved music. I think my love for music is, is more than a love, it's, it's, it's me yeah i can't describe myself in any other way i can't remember when i started singing all i know is that i've always sang yeah um it's a passion something that i'm serious about something that i just can't get rid of as a part of me yeah um but ironically i was always shy as a kid so shy insecure uh, never really used to sing apart from my uh, in front of my immediate family. So at home i was always singing yeah outside i was always singing but no one knew i could sing yeah I'll be walking down the street, I'll be singing, I'm on the bus, I'm singing, but no one knew I could actually sing. Yeah. So I've always had this sort of secret um, borrowed in my in my heart. And then when I hit 17, yeah. I said to myself, you can't keep on doing this. You know that you want to sing, you know this is what you want to do. Yeah. Opened up for, a audition for an open mic, invited my friends, some of them who have known me for like 10 years, and I sang for the first time. And obviously they had never heard me before. What was their reaction though? crazy they were like how could you not have told us this how do we even not even know um but yeah and ever since i made that decision i told myself if there was any situation where i didn't want to perform or do something music related i had to do it yeah so since then i've just been kind of performing more and growing more in confidence
1: okay what kind of made you obviously you said you were shy when you were younger but what kind of made you feel like at 17 that was the time to break out Cause you know, some people, they, they have a lot of talents, yeah. but they'll get to like 30 and they'll be like, I should have done that. Whereas yeah. you decided to make that jump and then you're where you are now.
2: Do you know what it is? I think 16 and 17 were what was around the time where I was coming into my identity. I wasn't yeah. there yet, but I was finally, I had set down the foundation of it and I kind of knew who I was as a person. Yeah. Cause I feel as though my childhood, I didn't really know. And so that was kind of the turning point. Uh, I knew I needed to do something, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Uh funny enough, there was an app called Keek. I don't even remember Keek.
1: I do, but I thought I swear people slept on that app. Yeah, yeah. It slept. <laughs> it went to bed itself. It
2: went it's gone. It's yeah, gone now. But here now. I just used to do like funny videos on it. Okay. Um, uh, I must have been like jokingly singing yeah. on it. And then one of my friends from my school, they heard like a little note and they were like, Whoa, I think this guy can sing. And I went yeah. to school the next day, and I'm like, oh, they were pointing at me. I was like, "What's going on?" They were like smiling and pointing. I was like, "You can sing, you can sing." And I was like, sing I don't know how <laughs> out, but it was from like a single, less than two seconds. Yeah, of the that they had heard, and then they were like pushing me, pushing me to kind of sing in front of them. And I was like, "Okay, cool. You know what? I'll do this." Yeah, open mic. So.
1: I think so. Going from that, then, because I know like sometimes school, it can be a it could be a, bit of a tricky place for people that are creative, yeah. because yeah. if someone don't get. It, they're going to give the other person heat mm. so luckily for you you were in a circle where you had people that you know were supporting your work especially yeah. in an all boys school yeah yeah because that's a different story as, how do you know uh, man, I do my research so I went <laughs> to an
2: all boys school and then I went to so 16, 17 I was in sixth form yeah so I went to Holland Park
1: okay so, mixed, so yeah. that
2: was mixed but yeah I went to yeah all boys school um, predominantly rapping that yeah. was happening that was the scene still is now to be honest and my older brother was a rapper as well so he was kind of like the guy that was known around the school okay shot mixtapes
1: um but remember the days man oxford circus was a myth yeah you could never get past that yeah
2: <laughs> i did not even know what oxford circus was back then i was just no i lied I did, I did but yeah um yeah a lot of people my friends now are are supportive of it yeah, yeah. and but they they had no reason to be supportive when i was in secondary school because they didn't know what i was
1: doing that's <laughs> true that's true but i would have i like to think that They would have been there for you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what we all like to hope, you know. And so far, they're still your friends now, right? From secondary school. No, wait, from secondary school, (laughs) I have a...
2: (laughs) Secondary (laughs) school, probably have like four or five, four people that I still speak to.
1: Okay, fair. That's, That's not too bad. I think for the most part, once you get past uni, it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 you get to like 20 or 22, you're like- It's just
2: life, life happens and you
1: move on. Yeah, but you know. might see them in five, 10 years. Yeah. Be a different person though. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, right, so talking about that, right? So I'm trying to get through like the origins of the story before yeah. we start talking about now and what's to come yeah. and other things, right? But like, who was that influence for you? Because R&B, mm. that's like when, you like for example, you're saying 16, 17, yeah? Yeah. That's not that long ago. No. Back then, R&B was kind of in a decline. Yeah. So a lot of people were going back to old school, maybe two thousands, the shanty, them kind of days. Ain't talking about jungle though; no. mm. that's pushed to one side. But those type of influences, music, soul child, um, the guy that we can't talk about anymore, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there was, like, there's other people as well, yeah. and even further back into like mm-hmm. Motown. So, what R and B vibe or any vibe yeah. with music did you resonate with?
2: It's funny, even when people say, like, I'm an R&B artist now, Like I understand that because I'm heavily influenced by R&B. And I think, uh, but growing up, I listened to a lot of soul. Okay. Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Al Green, that sort of thing. Um, uh, in terms of people that really helped kind of nurture my own voice and push me to do music, artists like Michael Jackson is a big okay. one, Lauren Hill, Erykah Badu, um, Brandy, um, Chris Brown, especially for me brandy was more about okay so you can sing but what can you do with the singing now? Yeah, yeah the textures the riffs how can you play with your voice um i love rock and i think sometimes there's elements of like this raspiness that i have in my voice that yeah. i've used from rock listening to like kings of leon my favorite song from kings of leon 17 um so it's like an array of different music okay uh, but my sound organically is soulful yeah when you hear me sing, it's like, oh yeah, you can hear the soul in that. But it's what I do with it then. You can just, whatever genre, you can kind of manipulate your voice to yeah, suit yeah. it best. So, and that's what I've been kind of doing now. What I've been working on and just, when I'm writing as well, I just yeah. find inspiration from different things.
1: So what do you see yourself as then? Because you're like drawing different sounds and you're saying, you know, it's funny that people see you as an artist because that's what you're you know, more yeah. gravitating towards what do you see yourself as
2: for me it's a mixture of two things the old and the new so i grew up like as i said watch uh listening to a lot of old school music yeah like literally um it was very like i was just always back back in time um but then what i'm trying to do now is bring the fresh kind of modernity that we have here the fresh buzz that's happening now and mixing it with old school so when you listen to a certain track you're like oh this guy is different he's new but at the same time it gives you that old school feel yeah so it's just a combination of those two things and i think i understand like the whole r&b category and all things like that but um and i love r&b music but then i don't want it to limit me yeah because there's so many different genres that i think yeah yeah. or even find
1: making a genre of my own so i mean yeah i think that's the best way to, <laughs> i mean that was such a good answer it's like the yeah. best way to look at it because at the end of the day i don't think many artists these days will like to stay in the lane that they're in they always yeah. want to break out yeah or you not necessarily even
2: moving from the lane but adding different things to the lane that you're already in yeah because that that's what
1: makes you kind of stand out as well yeah I think. all right let's take you back to your uh, first tune yeah. they ever released publicly yeah what was the name and uh why was that the right time to release the track
2: um so I released that track last year, yeah. uh, in June 18th of June to be precise. Yeah, it was actually supposed to be, uh, be released on the 17th, which yeah. is my birthday.
1: It doesn't, it doesn't matter about that. Yeah, it came but, out the 18th,
2: <laughs> because of like reasons. Yeah, it got pushed to the day after. And for me, the tune was just like a long time coming tune. Yeah. So prior to that, you know, everyone knew I could sing now. This yeah, is like, everyone knows known since 17. Uh, when I was at uni, I was doing. I had his YouTube account, and I was just doing like songs, covers, and stuff. So okay. people knew they could see like some sort of growth. Yeah. But then it was like, okay, when is he gonna put, push out his own stuff? When's when his time? He? Yeah, yeah. And I feel as like so 2018 was the year in which I had to really find myself in the sense that I just graduated from uh, law. Yeah. I had every intention to do law. Yeah. So you oh.
1: can never mess this guy around when it comes to music, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was literally supposed to be doing a traineeship in Brussels uh, for the European Parliament, but because of the love for music i was doing music but at the same time i was depressed i was confused i didn't know what i was doing with my life i was like i made the right decision so i needed to let life happen so i let life happen um made some mistakes um found myself lost myself again didn't know who the hell i was again yeah yeah. and then finally with the song i kind of felt like it was like okay you're putting me in the the right path now i'm doing something yeah because with the song came management um I found management, and then it was like everything was just working so clockwork. Yeah, it was like okay, management. Okay, you got a song. Let's do this. Okay, release date is gonna be this date, so it's gonna be like ah, oh, finally it's gonna yeah, happen. yeah. So the song was like unlocking, unlocking a lot
1: of doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because it was all in in that year. In that same year, I came up with my name and Miko. And that same year, management came. In the same year, um, I was understanding who I was and the in an artist. And the same year. Uh, I released that track, so it was like, okay, this has to happen now. Yeah, yeah. now or never.
1: I, I think it's important, like, to for a lot of people listening right now, some of them artists themselves, yeah, to know that depression in music is a big thing. You know, oh my God. it's so massive. Yeah. There are a lot, I feel like a lot of people underestimate how depressed some people are when they're making mm. music. Like, because a lot of people, even artists, DJs, know producers, yeah. The runners, anyone, they could be not where they want to be. Because especially for someone like you who has talent, you know where you want to be, mm. but you're not there. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> trying to get there. It's and just... worrying if you would ever get there. Ah, you know, Thinking
2: I, about if you'd ever get there, thinking about, you know, if you're... I don't like to think about it now because I'm so like tunnel vision, so focused on what I'm doing. Yeah. But back then it was just like so many doubts and just different voices in my head telling me different things. And on top of that, you've got other people around you telling you, what they think that you should be yeah. or how, What how they think you should sound and you're getting told all these things and you're, in your mind you're just your mind is doing a madness you're like I don't even know who I am anymore like yeah. what's going on but I just need time to kind of let life happen and just relax and say it's cool take each day as it comes yeah, yeah. and yeah <laughs> you got
1: this basically yeah <laughs> I mean I think it's just one of those situations where as you continue to rise and your stock rises how are you going to deal with people that might want to put in the suggestions? Like, how are you with constructive criticism?
2: Mm. Well, constructive criticism I've always been absolutely fine with because it's, for me, it's like I always want to improve myself. But it's when people are telling you things that aren't even constructive. They yeah. just want to have their two cents. Yeah, That's when it gets difficult because you're not trying to help me. You're just trying to give your own opinion. Yeah. And yeah. Not, trying to see some sort of evolution of myself you're just telling telling me something mm. and it's like okay what now because i'm always looking to get better i'm always looking to improve so if you genuinely have a point i want to know what it is as well and i'm open always open to it because the you guys are the consumers basically yeah at the same time so i need to know you know how to improve and get better
1: exactly i think Yes, it's about knowing who's helpful and who just needs to get deleted. Yeah. of there. I saw a
2: tweet that said, "Oh, you people that want to give constructive criticism, but you've never constructed anything in your life. Uh, <laughs> do you know what, to
1: be fair, some people who can't sing are better as managers and so on and so forth. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. We can't give, we can't, like, I agree <laughs> with that comment, but I'm trying to play devil's advocate. You can't be too harsh. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But wait, I'm not even gonna lie, it's a strong comment, but it's, it makes sense. Yeah. Are you down? Yes. Right, so upbeat mm. banger. Yeah. It was uh, featured on quite a few stations as well. Yeah, right. It's got a lot of love. Me, still personally, my favourite track. Thank you. Right, upbeat R and B song. So upbeat mm. songs, I should say, not R and B. We just leave it as songs. Why?
2: Why did I come get to that song? Yeah, because
1: it's a, it's different. Because obviously we talk about carefree in a minute. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. Uh, again, it's all about the journey. So what happened is on Instagram. Also, another thing, social media is, was very key in kind of propelling me and creating a buzz around me because yep. I had an Instagram account maybe like every four weeks, three weeks of a cover, I mean, a freestyle or something. Yeah, and I tried to make it more consistent. The moment I took a hold of my Instagram and treated it like a CV, things started to improve. So I used to do this thing called Friday Fills. Yeah, every Friday, in fact, I did it last year from March all the way till December. So every single Friday, um, I release like a freestyle. It would either be um, a well-known song and I would just flip it and put my own lyrics, Yeah. or um, I'd get a beat and just put my own lyrics on it. Or sometimes I might just do a a well-known cover, Yeah. but majority of the time, and it was done on purpose, was my lyrics, my own words, but I just flipped flipped it and made it my own. Um, And one Friday feels I did, Free- this, this, this was a big one by the way people this was a very very big one <laughs> I did a freestyle to Masego's Um and then Masego saw it he commented on it on Twitter and then people really liked it so I was like oh Maybe I should make it to a song, yeah. yeah So I only had like the first, like a minute of the song. So I only call you when it's early in the morning. Went to the studio and
1: keep, well, you can't, you can't <laughs> do that yet. You, you can never just sing yet and then try and go back and talking straight away. That, that worked good. Come on, <laughs> nah, that's uh good. That's a the studio
2: <laughs> To meet a producer that I'd actually met on the first, that's my first encounter with him. Yeah, there was a guitarist that was in there, just yep. coincidentally, his name is Maffro. And he started playing a guitar, we were just vibes in. Yep. And then I was like, oh, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this. And I felt, I started singing the lyrics of the song. Yep. Within that day, we finished the song, completed it, produced it, all within that day. So it was like, and that was like my first encounter with that producer. Yeah. yeah. So the song, it just, everything felt right. Nothing felt, and it wasn't a hesitant, sometimes yeah. I'm about releasing the song. Did it feel
1: forced or anything? No. Yeah.
2: And I felt really good about listening back to my own stuff because sometimes I have sessions, and in the midst of recording, I'm enjoying it, and I go back and I listen to it and I like, oh, don't like it anymore. Yeah. yeah. But this was like I, I always liked it, and I was really like buzzing for its release. So because everything felt right, I knew it just it just had to be released. Yeah. Anymore. And I was even more
1: thankful with the reception that it got as well. I mean, great song. Thank you. And I feel like, did you ever send that song to Masego? No, but you know what? I'm, all- <laughs> hey, I'm just giving up too much advice, you know. <laughs> oh, you're onto something. Yeah. I mean, I think the BPMs, I'm now speaking as a DJ, I think the BPMs are slightly different. I think your yeah. songs are a yeah. lot faster than uh, Tadao, so yeah, yeah. I can't mix that for you as a bit off. Yeah. But I think it's one of those situations where you raise an interesting point about using your Instagram or social media as a CV. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they... Do, do that a lot right mm. so I think mean, Shaka had Tribe Tuesdays I, I remember that yeah. I think it was Tribe Tuesdays it was something or Thursdays it was yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. Tuesdays so obviously you got Friday feels. so I think it's interesting to see how people stand out from social media yeah. I think everyone spends a lot of time on there I kind of went off it for a while and was like I can't be asking this rubbish and I came back on it now and I start to see a lot more Yeah. do you think that without social media you'd be where you are right now
2: Um, I probably won't I wouldn't have got to where I am now at this at the pace that I did. Yeah. Um, but I would have definitely anyway would have been leading, walking towards that, that yeah. direction. But I think social media just makes everything a lot more faster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um all Right. Interesting point. And precise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the next one then, Carefree. Yeah. So this is completely different. More <laughs> stripped back. It reminds me a bit like um you know the artist Ariel Leno? Yes. It's a bit like kind of his song Miles Away okay it's a bit like oh i know that song yeah see i was was trapped into rb in the uk but it's one of those situations where carefree is completely different vibe and came up very soon after so i thought are you down was going to be a tune that he was going to work for at least a few months Mm. because it's definitely like as we get towards summer i can see that being put on a lot of playlists Mm.
2: but that's the thing like the buzz is still going now yeah we're still liking the song um but yeah with carefree because of, uh, I really wanted to release a track on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I wanted to get my first visuals done. Um, we kind of said, all right, January. And because the buzz was still going, we were like, let me just put this song out there as well. Because we still want to be consistent. I don't want to just let a song <laughs> ride on the song for too long. Yeah. And then you get too comfortable. You're not really making material. You're yeah, making yeah. Power,
1: so. so, how often are you in the studio?
2: Um, pretty much every week at least I try to go Um, every one or two weeks I go because I have more than one place that I go to so within a week I might go three, four yeah it depends because one thing I'm learning is that you this whole industry you're also depending on other people so it's depending on people's time what they can do for you I've been very you know blessed enough to have people who are just willing to give up their time for free to help someone out because they believe in me yeah that much so when that's happening you've got to be really understanding of people's time yeah um but the music that was more or less is every week just in the studio or if i'm not in the studio anyway yeah i'm writing music by myself or i'm doing something creative so yeah. um if i said even if i said seven days a week it's like okay cool
1: but you know what's there yeah yeah what's the content it's like you know it's quality over quantity yeah i guess writing process then. now i've asked a lot of artists in my time about writing process and some people have said they like writing in the car other people say they like writing on the toilet okay. and i'm like fam i hope you have your child's ordered off that's what i'm <laughs> saying like but what is your best
2: process for writing um. I'm gonna disappoint you and say there is no. I don't have a process. My process is very sporadic. Yeah. Um, I'm a quite energetic, energetic person, so I have to act on impulse. Yeah. If I don't act on the impulse when I get it, yeah, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do like, I do like writing in the dark. Okay. I wrote carefree part of it in the dark. Writing in the dark, how? Like, like in my room, pitch black. Okay, with your, with a phone or with like pen and paper. I'll be like typing it on my phone.
1: Okay. Cool. I'm going say like, you can't see anything. With in the dark. Carefree,
2: I typed it actually on my laptop. But, okay. Um, Sometimes if I've written a song or I'm halfway through a song, yeah. and I want to see what it's like to perform it. I turn the light off, put the flash on on my phone to get that camera. Like, ambiance. <laughs> yeah, ambiance. <laughs> and I just perform it. I really love the dark. Okay. Sometimes I'll be in my bed. I'll just be on my phone, just chilling, whatever. Yeah. But I'll have the light off because I just prefer the light off.
1: Have you ever thought about making a tune where it's very dark? I know obviously I'm just running off what you're saying, but. I feel like with these songs, obviously, yeah. Are You Down? Very upbeat. Yeah. I can, just, I can see my, my loads of colors with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then Carefree is a bit more mellow. Moody. If I'm basing it off colors. I don't know why I'm doing colors right now, but I'd say it's like a blue.
2: Okay, there was blue in the music video. So there you yeah. go,
1: see? And it's one of them situations where I feel like if you like writing in the dark, you should try and produce something that is very, not heavy, that makes mm. the person feel, oh my day this is kind of long story to listen to, but people feel like I don't know pain or it's funny you
2: say that because I literally I've written a song and we've shot a video for it and it's in black and white Um, that's all I'll say about the video I'm not saying anything else I'm not going to pressure
1: you to the song
2: is about pain it explores as I told you earlier on, a lot of insecurities growing up so it explores my my youth my childhood and the things that the kind of things that you think about in your head and it's only when you get older and you realise that it wasn't you you shouldn't have been thinking in that way Yeah, yeah there was some trauma that you didn't even know you were going through, so. Don't worry, it's coming, back. it's coming.
1: I mean, I was just, just, <laughs> just trying to flick ideas out there. You're already one step ahead, so. No, but
2: yeah. I do like, yeah, dark moods, kind of moody kind of settings. Um, but also like, color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm quite a, like a energetic, vibrant person as
1: well. Said that it all black.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm literally wearing black from head to toe. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, you got this navy blue, right? I was that like, black? Is that like This is, yeah, this might be navy I'm wearing
2: a red pattern shirt underneath it. Uh, but we don't see that. No,
1: <laughs> no one saw that. <laughs> but I mean, like, no, like, it's interesting to see that because I don't think, I think that's probably the most unique answer I've got in quite a while with that question. But a lot of people, actually, one thing I wanted to mention, actually, is you type your lyrics. Yeah. Most people want to write their lyrics. Mm. Have you ever written your lyrics? Or? I do
2: write. I do write. My lyrics. I was for carefree specifically. Yeah. Um, I typed it down because I re- really felt as though I was typing like an essay. Yeah. And when I was writing it, it felt like an essay because the words were just coming out and flowing down. Um, so I was like, let me continue doing this. Yeah. And I felt as though my my fingers were just moving on its own accord, like and yeah, just yeah. felt more natural. Um, are you down? Was, well, that was a freestyle, so. The first minute of it, which is "Only Call You When it's Early," and I quickly wrote it down after singing yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep it. Yeah, kept on singing it in my head. <laughs> yeah, because you missed that, down. you can't get out back. So yeah. it really depends. Like even my first track, half of it was written on my break when I used to work in JD. Yeah, I was in the park. I just said, "Okay, I've got time. Let, let me do it." The rest of it was in Brighton. Um, so <laughs> it really depends on where I'm at, but I know that once I get that urge. And that spirit moves me. Yeah, i have to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll be on the bus and I'll be like singing out loud, like people turning around looking, but I don't care because I'm recording it, trying to get yeah. it onto my phone.
1: I so. mean, it's it's good like that, but yeah, you're gonna get police stopping <laughs> you. It's like there's a crazy guy on the bus, you know, like
2: no, no, no. I'm always I'm like the same volume that I would sing in a performance. is the yeah, same yeah. volume that I'm singing when I'm walking around. So I always get like people either like look back and smile and be like oh great boys or they'll be like what's going on now? look shall I tell you how you get away with that because you have a good voice yeah
1: you see there's enough people that might go oh, it's like hey yo look,
2: I do get people who actually stop me and they say wow like really good and then I even forget that I'm singing I'm just doing it all the time
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know so talking about that and obviously random strangers in the street and I'm looking at you like oh this guy's got some sauce you know <laughs> this guy's alright <laughs> is there any shows like a headline show or something coming up for you because like mm. how, how many songs have you really got out there now that i got four
2: songs that main ones yeah that, um that are released um and then obviously i'm working on my ep yeah which is 2019 coming some out this year and then i've got more music that's coming out very soon as well so yeah um it's just not release yet <laughs> but I mean you're, wait, you're making people wait yeah 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 well I released something in February so there'll be something soon again
1: people are impatient you know <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like, true though. we're already looking we're already halfway through February it's almost March I know that's about the thing. it's very fast but yeah so do you feel like when do you think you'll be ready for a headline show maybe that's a, bit, a better question to ask
2: Um. well I've got a headline show on the 25th of February yeah but this it's, it's like a showcase yeah showcase so other artists but i'm headlining yeah um but an actual headline show if even if my manager said to me now yeah do you want to start getting ready for headline show i'd be like not ready yet okay um because i'm not where i want to be in the sense of buzz yeah i think i need to get an even bigger kind of buzz and audience yep um and then a headline show but that could all be done in this year. So By September. You never oh, know. Who
1: knows what in six yeah, months' climb, time, who knows where you're gonna be but you know what I mean?
2: As soon as I'm ready for it and I feel as though um, people are engaged Enough.
1: Yep. Then definitely. Well, there's two things I can say. Yeah. One, you did not tell me about the showcase. Ah. Uh, so I'm a bit hurt now. Oh like, no, that'll be, hurt. That'd yeah, be yeah. hurt. I can't believe that. <laughs> It's all over my socials. <laughs> I've been promoting it for the last two weeks. <laughs> sure. I have been looking at your socials. I've liked most of the videos, but Yeah, on Twitter as well. Oh, uh, you see Twitter, yeah. Uh I really use that sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's a bit more sparrent. Instagram is where my hub is right now. Yeah, same. But it's one of those situations where I feel like, yeah, it's good that you're kind of you're not looking to do that right now. I think because a lot of people, a lot of artists, when they haven't really got that many songs out, mm. say under five, they always tend to do a lot of covers
2: mm.
1: and shows. And covers are good when you're on the come up, but when you're like I'm an artist, mm. I feel like covers should be flung in more sporadic. But at the same time, if you're getting like someone like Masego to co-sign it, you better have to start doing some covers as well. Mm, that's true.
2: But yeah i think i don't wanna i might like do a cover yeah for shows but for me a headline show is like a showcase of your music and letting the people that support you listen to you live um but even then when i go to um i went to see ray black Okay. she did a cover I wasn't, of Destiny Child. I wasn't hating. I was like, yeah, this is yeah, good. Yeah. So it's just about ratio. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don't do like four covers in two of your own. Exactly. Joggy, people will
1: be like, oh, why do we pay for yeah. this? Do you know what I mean? Like with your fan base, actually, yeah. let's talk about that. How active are you with them? Very, very active. Yeah. Um,
2: again, as you said,
1: Instagram is the hub.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the interaction really grew from um, the Friday feels. Yeah. And then from there all the opportunities that i was blessed with kind of helped in bringing in more people into it to get the uh amico experience because i think people always say to me um Wow, you have such an amazing voice, and you're, and how come you're so nice? Like people can't fathom the fact that you can have this really nice R&B voice yeah, and yeah. be a nice person I mean, as well.
1: Look, let's think about previous R&B stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a show at Not New Arts Club, and they were like, sh- there's this one girl who was just was so blown away. She was like, I just can't get over how nice you are. Yeah. After hearing your voice. Yeah. And I was like, raw. But it, on my Instagram, it's a very like there's no like mediators literally directing me towards the people who are engaging in and I'm very interactive so even if if it's a story and I'm talking I'm talking to people literally talking to them and asking them questions and things like that and so yeah I feel quite close to the people that I engage with and you know they're supportive of me and I'm supportive of them sense.
1: Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it because some people are very anti when it comes to a fan base. And at the end of the day, these are the people that are streaming your music. Yeah. You have
2: to put in the work, man. You have to show the love and you get it back. Exactly.
1: Now, let's talk about something else that still to do with the topic, what we're talking about, but R&B right now, right? We're seeing a time where R&B is, I feel like, on the verge of becoming what it was with new artists like yourself obviously thank you (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just saying it real too nice like obviously the other day Ellen May from the UK won a Grammy amazing she's crazy crazy August Alcina just dropped an album Mm. and he's been gone for like a few years and we're getting a lot of UK artists who in my inbox I always get a lot of hip hop a lot of R&B Sorry, a little hip hop, a lot of trap, a lot of drill. Yeah. And R and B is starting to come through now. I'm like, yes, that person. I don't know where yeah. you're from, but whatever your name is, you're doing bits. Yeah. Why do you think R and B in two thousand and nine end of eighteen into nineteen has become so prevalent and is doing so well?
2: Um, I think there's uh, multiple reasons. One of the reasons is now people are Making more quality music, yeah. Because Shy everyone who was but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think with R and B at the same time, it's so easy to just slap on a melody, yeah, um, and then make like a sing-songy kind of track, yeah. But quality music comes from, you know, people who want to take time with it, and they understand that it's more than just singing a song yeah where's the passion where are you taking the song what are you talking about yeah how are you saying it um and with artists like tiano major nine kadeem tyrell um mahalia yeah um you know the music now is, is quality and it's giving people the feeling that they used to have back in the day yeah uh, also, I think Ellen May is a big reason for that as well. People are now looking at Ellen and saying, you know, she's a British act. Yep. We ride with her music, but she's thriving in America.
1: I think it's mad though, with LMA, just pausing on point yeah. there. Like, obviously Mahalia, she's done very well. Brit- Brits, Critics' Choice nominee. That's very. That's a very good look. But Ellen is like someone who, a lot of people weren't playing her music until mm. booed up. And she had a 10,000 hours EP that came out. End of 2017, I think it was Mm. early 2018, and she was grinding for a long time. I went, I went to DJ Mustard's show in 2017, and he brought her out. Really, and he was like doing a proper like. So if you got DJ Mustard beats, this was in the UK. In the UK, X O X O Y O. Okay, and uh, he brought her out, and she started singing. But the vibe, it, it killed the vibe, and he literally just like stopped her singing and just went back and started playing music again. Stopped her. Stopped I literally her. just cut her off and was like, "Okay, cool, we go." Dun, 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 and just went back to his music. So wow, you can see where like the transition because R and B. A lot of people didn't have time for it, and like you're yeah. saying, because there's such a rich vein of people that are now coming through mm. and making music, you can't get away from it either. Mm. Not just like, you can probably avoid it like a quick one-two bypass, but <laughs> in about six months' time, I feel like it's gonna be up there with everything yeah. else.
2: I think the there needs to be a shift in the way we think and not think that you know only American artists can produce good R&B music Yeah, it's not true you just have to dig deep and those people who are saying um, yeah we need to push R&B go to the shows yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen to the new upper common art don't just say it don't just say yeah R&B here blah, blah, blah. if you're going to complain about something yeah, yeah, try and do something to make even if it's just like Retweeting something saying, "Oh, guys, check this out! Yeah. This is RBIs," because I feel as though a lot of people are just chatting. Yeah, but they're not actually doing anything to support the cause.
1: Yeah, a lot of people like to find a solution. I uh, don't like find a, ever find a solution to the problem. Yeah, I think that's the problem. That's the main problem.
2: Yeah, and people saying like, that we don't have anyone pushing it. Well, there are some taste makers now DJ, DJ As, people were involved with BBC that are pushing through R&B. So the 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 the, the push is there. Yeah, yeah. I think the main thing is the audience. People now need to all push it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do think this year will be a good year for R&B. Yeah. And because there isn't really, and I put in quotation marks, really an R&B scene in the UK, that's exciting because it means we get to create one. Yeah. And on our own terms as well. Yeah. So. It's something that needs to be done very carefully yeah. <laughs> because you don't want it to yeah, go yeah. left. Because in the music industry is all about frequencies, It can so easily go left.
1: I mean, R and do not I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to like annoy a lot of R and B pe- lovers. Yeah. I feel R and B is a very safe genre. Mm. I feel like the, you can't really go wrong with R and B. You can sing poorly, yeah. And you can go wrong there, but like lyrics in it, mm. how left can you go? Like I've never heard an R and B song annoy everyone. I've heard R and B artists annoy them, yeah. but the lyrics are very much like. Love. Let's go key themes. Love, relationships, break up, pain. Breakup, yeah. pain um, and then it, do you know what I mean? There's not apart. part of, other people with melody and they'll talk about trapping, but that's different. Like, <laughs> like Bryce and Tiller, but yeah. it's one of them situations where like, do you think it can do what you're saying it can do soon? I or? think when I was thinking,
2: as in go left. Yeah. When I was thinking about going left, I'm thinking about, you know, somebody singing on like a,
1: a drill beat or somebody <laughs> my <laughs> eyes just popped out of my head you know or like I don't know why godly lead came into my head <laughs> I don't
2: know or just like watering it down yeah because I feel as though we've done a lot of watering down of R&B here yeah or just people who sing in general um and it's taken like quality singers like as I said Mahalia Georgia Smith even you Ray Black you thank you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of come and, and, and change it so I'm praying and hoping and I do believe this year will be a good year for R&B. And even if... I don't think people just get in their head that there's going to be some revolution this year. But what's mm. going to happen is the groundworks will be set in stone so that it'll be a lot easier for the next year and the next year and the next year. Before yeah, you yeah. know it, we have a really like profound R&B scene here and people don't have to flee to America. Yeah. Which I don't hate on. I understand why people are going... you got to get your loving somewhere. Yeah. And... Yeah, but LMA watching her mm. is so inspiring in the sense that even when she speaks you can hear that the English action is there yeah, like, she's not it's not even it. like it's not even like semi is there yeah she is from
0: this is like it,
2: it's nuts yeah and it's just about getting that song that really connects with the audience yeah and now she's got a
1: Grammy. That's man. crazy. <laughs> it's just imagine just waking up here, yeah, just seeing the Grammy in your house. And you're just like, yeah, it's bad. But let's bring it back to you, right? So you've said you got a new song on the way. See, so a project's coming this year at some stage. New music on the way, more than one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, new music, new music. Yeah, yeah. Plural, plural things. Right. But um, yeah, what else? What else is there? There must be something else coming, like going around, um, besides music.
2: Yeah, I act okay um, so I've been doing some acting last year I was in um, a production it was like more like a Christmas sort of pantomime thing okay but um, that actually opened another door opportunity there was someone in the crowd there that heard me sing because it was like a sing and I sang um, Try A Little Tenderness I was just ready
1: I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna pretend like I know that song. Oh, okay. I, know, I like I know it's, a classic song. it's a classic song from him ah, yeah I'm a DJ
2: I sort of sort I sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of as a singer first.
1: Look, of sort of a of sort of you of
2: sort of sort of I you sort of I love. Um, but yeah, I i of sort i sort of sort at the, at the of I let people know who I sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort i sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of I know who I am now, so let me introduce. Now yeah. that I'm comfortable with myself. Let me now introduce myself to the world, um, and make a change, make a difference, um, impact as well. I feel yeah. well as though the way I felt growing up, I don't want it to be repeated by another person. Yep. looking up. Like this is there's this quote by um the late uh, Dr Maya Angelou. She was talking about how when you make a certain f- public figure or somebody. Seem larger than life. Yeah, um, it makes people looking up to them feel as though they can never reach that 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 place. So yeah. Referring to like Martin Luther King, and I was like, yeah, it's so true. And I don't want ever the younger generation to feel as though you see like success in somebody else. You think, how am I even going to get there? Yeah, yeah. There's a process, it's a journey. Um, it's just about believing in yourself first. Yeah. Um, so I'd really want to kind of help younger people who are getting into music and how they can get inspired Yeah, and not because especially with Instagram as well mm. everything is larger than life you see certain people and you think because on Instagram you're only going to be posting up your wins yeah never your losses of course uh, but people are human at the end of the day they break down and you know so letting people see that it can be done
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I mean it's one of those situations where like some people post their losses, some people show their losses, but I feel like with R&B and as a musician, it's the best way to do it because you could tell, change, I'll tell you, change that L into a W with a song that's catchy or just mean something. Do you know what I mean? But from what you're saying, would you say all of this to yourself as you are now to your past self that was a bit more shy and didn't want to come out? Because I feel like this is just great advice for anyone.
2: Yeah. um, I feel as though a lot of people believed in me before I believed in myself. Yeah. And... You know, people will always say things like, "But your voice is so good, your voice is so great." But it doesn't matter how you feel about yourself is not going to change um, unless you make that change. It doesn't matter what anybody else is telling you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, from for like people growing up is more about that belief in yourself from such a young age. Yeah, because then you're only going to get better if you have that, even if it's just an inkling of belief. Yeah, the older you get, the more you grow in your in your in your in yourself, but. I feel as though I kind of caved in and didn't allow myself to do the things that I needed to do that were gonna help me become more confident. Yeah. Because it was, it was, sorry to interrupt, it was like, it was mainly the music thing because mm. I was still this sociable person, yeah, but I was yeah. still very-
1: It's like elephant in the room, but it's only your room, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I That's, think- I like that. It's Yeah, man, I've got quotables for days. I'm, <laughs> joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But I feel like it's been a really interesting talk because you've gone through your music. We've gone through like the the person behind it because it's always interesting to know why are you are making these tunes? Yeah. Why are you making these songs? What's the purpose? Who are you? These things have to get addressed, you know what I mean? But I feel like for you, like the only way is up. There is there is no other way. <laughs> it's, it's the only way is up. Like, you know, it might be a situation in six months. I would be like, yo, come through for another interview. You be like, sorry, man, no, I was no. in LA. I was no, in LA no, right no, now. No, no. <laughs>
2: Oh, if I'm abroad, I thought you were gonna say something like, "I'm like, no, I'm just not gonna come." That would never happen.
1: Thank you for coming through today. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, where can people find you?
2: Um, so you can find me on so on Instagram and Twitter. is Amiko Music underscore. That's E M um, I K O Music underscore. i on SoundCloud as well, Amiko Music, and then just all major streaming platforms, Amiko
1: E M I K O on all on all of those. There you go. Now we got one more tune we can play on the show. And uh, yeah, what are we going to play? What are we going to play for the people?
2: Um, it's only right that I picked Carefree because I just released the visuals for that on the 14th of February. Um, so yeah, guys, enjoy. It's a beautiful love song. Perfect for cuffing season in this cold weather. So get your loved one, get warm, and enjoy Carefree.